Hey there, I'm Marie Morris, founder and CEO of Bridal, and today, welcome on this new episode of Game Changers. Today, we're discussing with Stephen Blumen. Either than just being a top equestrian, Stephen is also the CEO of Ride with Echo, which is an app fairly known for being the Uber of equestrian logistics. In this podcast, we're going to be discussing about innovation, about what his views are as an entrepreneur and top rider, and we also will get in the topic of bridal itself and what he thinks about it. So if you want to find out more, don't hesitate to listen give this podcast a subscribe and don't hesitate to follow us on instagram and of course start trading with bridal i'm looking forward to hear further from you take care yourself see you soon ciao, ciao. hi how are you i'm doing good and you good thank you awesome 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 so whereabouts are you right now i am in new york north salem new york New York City, very nice, very nice. You with your horses or? Yeah, my horses, yep. Excellent, excellent. So, hey, there's so much to talk about. Um, I mean, as you know, I've been quite excited about the initiative of Ride with Equo and everything that you guys have going because, I mean, the yourself and your family is also known for being very present in, in equestrian sports. So perhaps, could you, could you perhaps start by, by telling us a bit about, about you, you know, about who you are, uh, what you do in the U.S. and about, of course, Ride with Equa. Um, well, I was born in Colombia. Um, I'm the fifth of uh, five cousins that ride. Um, we moved to the States uh, uh, like 20 years ago or so. Um, so we did you know, our school here. I didn't used to ride when I was a kid. I was actually very scared of it. Um, and I started riding myself when I was around eight or nine years old, um, when we moved from Colombia to the States. And that's when, you know, when, when I started riding. We then moved back to Colombia for a few years in 2004. And then in 2007, my brother and I came back to the States, and that's where we kind of um, established um, a little bit more here as a, as a, you know, in the business as, you know, as a professionals. Uh, I did, you know, my university here. Then I moved back to Colombia in 2013 after, you know, many years here with my brother and doing, you know, establishing the business, the equestrian business itself. Then I moved back to Colombia and I worked in the family business for four years, almost five. Um, and then, you know, from there is when the idea of Equo came about uh, and I moved back to the States in 2000. Uh, 18, I think, is when I moved back for end of 17. Um, and that's where, where Equo started. You know, when my brother and I, you know, created or started the, the question business here, uh, we were, like you said, we we're always very involved in, you know, in every aspect of it. And it's a big part of what we do. You know, we, we move our horses from place to place all the time uh, to compete. And um of the many drives that we used to do because we don't really drive uh, I started thinking of, of you know how how could it be easier for people to to move their horses you know to you know when you ha- when you have a, a barn to move or you know 10 plus horses or whatever it's a little bit easier to to plan it just because you fill a truck yourself so uh, 
that's a little bit easy to, easier to get done. But when you have one, two or three horses, that's when you get a little bit more complicated because you either have to spend a lot of money and pay for a whole truck for your you know, few horses or you have to wait for somebody else to complete booking that truck in order for you to move your horses. So, you know, I put, you know, one-on-one -on -one together and the, and the, and that's how it was started. You know, it started, you know, trying to, to have a tool in the industry where people could uh, book their rights and we would, you know, use that right to fill a truck that's already going somewhere or create a whole new booking of a whole new truck with different clients. You know, people that, you know, they didn't know each other. So for them, it was impossible to, to do it together. So it's like a, a network of drivers and a network of clients to be, to, to be able to move horses, you know, quickly when you need them to be moved. You know, nowadays, after three or almost four years now that we started, uh, it's evolved. You know, we, we do booking for, for big operations, you know, 50, 60 plus horses. And we do still the one horse ride, wherever they need to go. Uh, we do short distance uh, and we do long distance. So we do, you know, if you need to take your horse to a friend's barn for training or you have to take a horse to the clinic or any of these short trips, we get those covered. And if you need to move your horses from, you know, from yeah, you know, across the country, we get that covered as well. So I describe our, our business model today as a mix between Uber and Expedia for horses. In the sense that you know you get to book your your travel plans with time, you know as long you know as much time as you want, or if you need something for right now, we get that covered as well. That's cool. um, so that's how I describe the business model today. That's super super cool. Expedia X Uber for horses. I mean, someone must should you know it's it's so logical that someone thought about it, and it's good that that someone was you. So you said the business oh, is four you. years old, and. It's profitable now, so that's rare for a company, for a startup at least, because it's innovative yeah. and and that's that's quite crazy. So how how has it been to innovate at the beginning? Did people believe in you? Did you get criticized? How did it start? You know, it's always difficult to to start a new concept, especially in a in a industry that's been the same way for so many years. You know, the, the horse transportation industry kind of fell behind on technology and uh and innovation you know it's been the same since it started you know you call whoever ships your horse and if he can do it great if not great and you have to keep on looking until you find somebody to do it for you um so you know we said there's it has to be better you know our sport is is grown a lot you know the price money is better the horses are better the course designers are better the riders are better the horses are better and so the transportation should evolve as well. You know, we're shipping our horses, our most valuable asset. You know, the, the technology behind it should be just as good. You know, so our technology allows for the clients to be able to live track their horses, where the truck is, you know, uh, to be in, in contact directly with the driver. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of, of tools inside the app that, that, um, that brought transportation to the 21st century. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of, you know, at the beginning, people doubted the model um, and it's OK. You know, it's normal when you when you bring a new a new concept, somebody is going to be doubting it, especially the negative people out there. So, uh, of course, you, you heard, you know, that's not, never going to work. You know, it's uh, it's not good enough. It's never going to make money. Uh, you know, all the bad stuff 
uh, that you can think of, I heard them. Um, and those things obviously at the, in the back of your mind generate a little bit of doubt. But I always knew that, that it's a, a great tool because I'm a professional in the business. And I know how much, how much I use it and how much people that I know use it. So, uh, so I knew that the potential was there. And, you know, when you're innovating in, 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 a, in a new space, you have to be resilient. You have to be, um, you know, you have to push against, against whatever is thrown, you know, your way. Obviously, some of the, uh, you know, oldest companies in the horse transportation industry, um, they didn't like us at the beginning. You know, they were like, all oh, these people, you know, they're here to take our business. They're not going to help us. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to be against us. And uh, in, through time, they understood that we're the opposite. You know, we're here to help everybody. At the end, you know, the customer it needs to move their horse maybe with whoever it needs to go, but it needs to go. So they understood at the end that we're here to help. You know, we're here to to accommodate their needs and the customer needs. So, you know, it, it's still obviously a little bit of a battle. Um, but it's part of the business, you know, it's, uh, there's no, no business without problems. I like to hear what you're saying because I re rely a lot on what, you, what you're saying right now, especially with, you know, you know what we're building with bridal, right? And yeah. some people see us as, oh, you're trying to remove the intermediary from the operations. You're trying to take away business from us when I'm like, no, we actually trying to help you. So I feel like what you've done with, with, with Equo is fantastic. Like it's pretty mind blowing. Um, and I, I hope that my business goes half as good as what yours has gone. And, and it, well, it's for sure it is, you know, like I said, you have to be resilient. You have to take all the criticism, you know, and, and, and adapt it to, because you have to hear the market at the end, the market will tell you, this is what you need to do. Absolutely. You know, so you have to pay attention to what the market has to say and, and adapt your business model to what it's telling you. You know, maybe at the beginning it was too much too soon. So we, we, we took it back a bit. And then, you know, when you see that the market is, you know, it, it's understanding what you're doing, then you throw more information and more stuff into it. But at the beginning, obviously, you have to be cautious because, like I said, you know, especially in our industry, you see a lot of, you know, older people involved that don't really believe in technology. You know, a lot of them don't even have smartphones. You know, they still have the flip phones. So you have to understand that those people are still out there and they're still boss of some operations. So, so you know, it is what it is. Maybe when their kids take over, it, it, you know, it changes and it will change because technology is here to make our lives easier. But, you know, it's still there. You know, you have to be patient with, with, with those people because at the end, they, those older people are the ones that have shaped the industry into what we have today. So you have to respect that. Absolutely. No, I totally, totally agree. And um, so we're speaking quite quite a lot. We've covered the topic of, of Red with Equal, but it's not just the Uber for horses. Like you have different models. So you've got Echo Rush, Echo Plan, Echo Pool. Can you, can you walk us a bit over that? Yeah, so, so Echo Rush is for something more immediate. You know, we have it set in the app as four days or sooner. So if you need something to be done in the next 20 minutes, that's the option you choose. Uh, or you, you have an emergency, that's the option you'll choose. Uh, Echo Plant is more the Expedia type, you know, so Echo Rush is more the Uber type. Echo Plant is more the Expedia type where you, ha you, where you have some, you know, a week or so to plan your trip, you know, and that will give you 
give us more time to find a, a ride for you, which will in turn give you a better price. So the price between planned and rush changes just because, you know, it's a, it, it's more work and less planning. It's more immediate. And then uh, Eco Pool is, um, is you're allowing us to, to put your horse on a truck that might not go directly to where you want it to go. So it might have two or three stops along the way, but it'll give you a, I know, a, a more affordable price. Okay. So it gives the cost it gives the customers uh, different options uh, where to choose from. That's very cool. And speaking about you, do you, did you have any idea of tech before getting into this? Like nothing. Nothing. Okay. A monkey knew more than I did. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's hard getting into tech is complicated. I I've, I I've had the same issues. Like I'm from the venture capital perspective, but it's so hard. Everything about tech is so hard. So how did you do it? I mean, I the most important thing is to surround yourself with people that do know. You know, yeah. I don't think there's there's anybody that knows everything. So I put a group of people together that I thought were uh, smart enough, or as I, I even try to think or try to find people that are smarter than I am. You know, because in that sense, you're always you're always advised well. So I surrounded the company with very smart people that could, if they didn't know how to do it, they were very capable of finding who can do it. You know, and I trust, you know, my team is, uh, it's really led by three of us. Uh, and the two people that work with me are, are, you know, are very good at what they do, very smart and capable. So for me, it was, a, yeah, it was putting together a group of people that I could count on and they, and they've been with us all, you know, the whole way. And they, you know, it's been a, you know, it's been a great adventure for all of us. That's super cool. Did the project go through like venture capital funding or is it fully bootstrapped and fully, fully funded? It's fully us. You know, I have a few partners in it, um, you know, but family and friends, there's really no, we haven't, we haven't had the necessity of going out and, and uh, raising, you know, any funds for the company. Uh, and okay, we're profitable now, so I suspect that we won't need that. Um, yeah, so for you know, we've been very fortunate that the model has, you know, has produced uh, good results. That's excellent, absolutely excellent. So, so the tracking of horses is something that really interests me, and we've talked about that before on the phone. You know, with what we do with bridle, there's going to be this need to get these horses tracked when they when they travel right um, yeah at the moment you are only in the u.s we're only in the u.s you plan yes. to stay in the u.s only i mean we do that we do u.s canada and a little bit of mexico okay. um europe has always been in our in our agenda but i just don't have the people there you know i will have to to put together a, a, a team in europe and it practically start from scratch you know, we have the app and the app can be used anywhere in the world. But, you know, the, the, the law changes from the U.S. to Europe and in Europe, it changes from country to country. So it's, um, it's a little bit more. Um, um, how do you say that? It's a little tricky. bit more tricky. Yeah. Than it is in the States. And I don't live in Europe. So for me, it would be kind of difficult to be able to manage it there. Uh, but if someone came along that would be interested in partnering up with Equo Europe, the doors are always open. Well, <laughs> you know who you should talk to. <laughs> yeah. If they want to take the responsibility, great. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean that. 
I didn't mean about taking responsibility. I meant about using your skills and your great product. So that's ah, super for sure, good. but I can't. I, <laughs> right now, it has to be established. And the, let's find a way. Let's find a way. No, that's that's super cool. And um, you still ride as a as a professional athlete. Yes. yes. So, how is it to be both an entrepreneur, a CEO, a high level rider? How's everything done? You know, I'm thankful enough that I'm young. You know, I'm 29 years old, so. Uh, I don't really think about everything that I have to do. I just do it. You know, uh, uh, I do what I do, you know, equo and my horses and everything that revolves around me because I love the horses. You know, for me, the passion is through the horse. You know, if I, you know, I read um, a quote from, um, from Marcus Enning last week or this week, actually. I saw it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Let me, I want to see if I can find it. I don't know if I can find it. But anyways, it said something along the way of, of, um, of that he does what he does because he loves the horse and, the, and, and the, that partnership, you know, and the time spent with the horse. And that's how I live it, you know. Uh, uh, so for me, everything I do is around the horses. So, you know, it really, it's, I don't find it difficult. You know, obviously I'm busy and I have to be on my phone you know, when I'm riding and then hang up and then continue. But, you know, you, you, you learn how to, how to live with that and, and adapt your time schedule for it. But for me, it's not a, you know, it's not a problem. Again, you have to surround yourself with, with a good team. You know, I have a good team when it comes to my horses. I have a good team when it comes to Equa. I have a good team when it comes to my other businesses. So, you know, you have to have good people and a good team so that you can count on them to do what they need to do. Because in life, you can't do everything. You know, you, you can manage and be be the head of a lot of things but you can't be on the day-to-day of everything you know there's just not enough not enough hours in the day i struggle with that still <laughs> you no, have no. to learn, you have to learn how to delegate absolutely absolutely it's it's a difficult skill to develop eh? yeah i mean i learned it from a very young age you know i i delegate a lot of stuff you know i don't delegate what i can't you know what i or what i don't want to but what I can, you delegate, you know, you, you have people that are capable, you know, and you let them work and that's it. You know, you can't micromanage. Hello? I lost you for a second. Can yeah. you hear me? I, I lost you and you cannot micromanage. Yeah, that's what I say. You can't micromanage. You can macromanage, but you can't micromanage. No, no, that's, that's very, very, very true. I mean... The, 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 for example, I faced a little issue when I when I started my project. Um, I was so wanting, I wanted everything to be perfect that I did have at times this tendency to want to verify everything about everything. But you drive yourself crazy. If you don't trust your team, you can. it's impossible. When we launched, when we launched Equo four years ago, it wasn't 80% ready, the app. But I said, the team we're launching, I don't care work it make it work make it happen and we launched and along the way you you finish it you know but if you don't launch if you don't start it's like a hamster wheel because you're always going to find a problem yeah. with it totally and there's this quote when when you think about the startup perspective like uh you know if you launch a product that is not making you ashamed it means that you launch too late have you ever heard that one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it true is. you know when we launched we had a lot of bad stuff we had spelling mistakes that we didn't catch, <laughs> you know, but we caught them and we changed them. You know, that's, that's excellent. It. That's super cool. That's super cool. Speaking about your, your stable quickly, 
what uh, how many horses do you have what type who's your favorite horse what type of classes do you can really compete uh i think between all of the ones that i have i think i have between 10 and 12 mm-hmm. horses at the moment um be, from you know babies all the way up to you know my grand prix horses uh, at the moment my favorite and the one that i like the most is b blue duperron is his name he's 10 year old uh, french gelding uh, by um, Old Chatham, and uh, he's doing you know the the middle 50 middle 55 classes um, you know he's my best horse uh, I think maybe the best horse I've ever had um, you know big hopes for him for the future and yeah I'm very excited for him that's excellent okay no, that's cool that's cool and um, you know how the, how is the current reaction from the market to to Equar? I'm sure people love it, but do they keep giving you feedback on things that they want to see happen? Yeah, you know, especially at the beginning when it was a new thing, there was a lot of chatter and a lot of talk. You know, you could hear people talking about it. Um, but the the app is very stable now. You know, it's a you know we like every app you know we have some you know once in a while we have some sort of crash because something happened in the code but you know it's it's a uh, pretty stable now after four years i think we kind of got the, the hang of it we recently launched equo air so we can we now can also fly horses Um obviously the live tracking of that's a little bit more intricate you know because we don't own the planes <laughs> and we can't give any to the pilots um but you know nowadays there's there's a lot of flight tracking systems so you can if you have the flight number you just you know put it down on a flight tracker on google and you can track you know where that plane is and we partner you know we have different uh, partners on that end of it so uh, yeah we can do from that from the door stable in in Belgium to the door stable in the US or anywhere in the world without any problem. That is fantastic and that is one way in which I want to work with you yes or yes. Can I can I yeah, ask you sure. your honest opinion on how you see the equine trade industry today? That's a complicated question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. No, no for sure I can. I mean I think I'm going to answer the question as if a client was, was, was asking okay. me. And the way I answer the question is you have to surround yourself with honest, transparent people. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of, you know, of black sheep out there, if you want to call it like that, um, that kind of give the industry a bad taste, you know, and have, you know, uh, done not good by the people. So a lot of clients have been lost out of the industry completely because of this type of, of, of people. Um, however, I think there there are a lot of people out there still that are very good, honest, and transparent people. It's a it's a it's an industry that you're dealing with animals, you know. So it's to put a standard on prices is very difficult, you know, because for you as the owner of your horse, you might think it's the best thing ever, but for me as the trainer, I think he's a very normal horse. So in your mind, you might think you have a million dollar horse and in my mind, you have a $50,000 horse, you know? So, so it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult industry. And the only way that you can be protected as a buyer today is to surround yourself with people that you can trust. If not, what, what, at some point sooner rather than later, you're going to get, 
you know, you're going to get uh, into a situation where you're going to be very uncomfortable. No, that, that's definitely true. And, and that's one of the reasons why, why originally I, I wanted to, to start Bridal. It's a, it's a very complicated project. And we can see some trends in the market that are going towards what we want to do. But our aim is to, is to bring this transparency, this security. And this is why I would also see a great possibility for us in the future to work together with Equo for like the flights going to the US and all of that. Because we want to bring constant reassurance to both buyers and sellers that their horses that are on one end a very highly valuable animal, but on the other side, their friend and their best companion is taken care of in the best way. So what would you what would you suggest us as a company to think about first when it comes to the user? When it comes to the user as the as the seller or the buyer? Both. <laughs> Uh, I mean, when I when I in the buyer, you want to give them a sense of security when it comes to their money, you know, because when you're buying a horse, it's a risk, you know, it's a it's a risk that you're always taking when you're buying a horse, so you want to make sure that you protect that money as 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 well as you can, you know. Uh, obviously, you're not the seller; you're just the you're the broker per se. You're brokering the deal uh, between the buyer and the seller. Uh, but they want to know, you know, that their money is safe. You know, what type of insurances you have. You know, is, is, you, do you have liability insurance? If something happens before the horse gets there, what happens? You know, what type of contract is there between you and the seller and the buyer? You know, I think that's a very important part of the of the equation that we went through too. You know, because we're a middleman as well. So, so you know, everybody has those type of questions. Uh, and from the seller's side. Uh, you know, you want to, uh, like we spoke earlier, let them know that you're here to help them, you know, sell more. You know, there's a lot of people that are just pure dealers and they just want to sell horses. You know, so those, those people want to sell more. So you have to show them that that's what you're here to help them do, you know, for them to sell more. So I think it's, you know, you always want to give both sides peace of mind, you know, that they that that their interests are taken care of. Absolutely. There's some, there's some challenges that we're facing also these days is that, you know, we've got lots of people selling with us and we got our first, uh, our first sales recently after launching the company very recently. But, but basically, some people feel like, well, the horse shouldn't be on, on a page, which we totally understand for exclusive horses and things. But people feel like it devalues them. What would be your, your answer to this? I mean, some people don't, but some people do. I think that you know, there's always like we spoke earlier. There's always gonna be people that are negative. Yeah. You know, you're you're doing something that is new. You know, for some people might think, oh, if I if I put my horse on a website or an app, you know, it means that I'm desperate to sell. You know, that's what some people might think. You know, but that's not necessarily true. You know, because you when you when you when you use an app like like Bridal, you are you are growing your customer base exponentially. You know. Because your connections are limited as a, as, a, as a seller, but an app that anybody that anybody can go into, then you're 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 promoting your business worldwide that before you couldn't. So I, you know, I don't think you're you're depreciating the value of your horse. You know, I think if you're talking about the top notch, you know, Olympic uh, horses, you know, those horses are are a different story. You know, those horses. You know, if they if they get sold, they're very close private deals. You know, those are in deals that are that are done through. That's it's very private. You know, but when you're talking about the 
the the big chunk of the business which is the you know the you know the the, the normal horses that you, if you want to call them normal um you know i don't think it, they lose their value at all you know i think it's a great tool for the for the buyer and the seller you know you have access to more horses and you have from the buyer side you have access to more buyers on the seller side so absolutely for sure for sure i I like your perspective i like your perspective would you say that once we're available in wellington you you'll start using us as a as a tool for sure that's cool i like that (laughs) makes me happy sometimes i mean we're not we're not a dealers we're not big sellers (laughs) but but yeah for sure why not you know we're thinking about different things at the moment and um we're having a lot of discussions with with both dealers, buyers, sellers, and, and also with some of the very top riders at the ranking. And we're discussing with them to find a way in which we, we can cover in the future both top horses up to five star and like for investors to scout them in a better manner. And these, as you call, normal horses that are more around $100,000. And I think there is so much work to do and so much potential in this industry that that innovation can can bring such a good impact you know yeah for sure no no that's very very cool very cool well steven i mean thank you so much for for your time it's been super cool and uh i'm excited to get something going with with echo in the future let's see what that will be but that will be awesome of course anything you guys need you know you have my (laughs) number and everything so always welcome super good super good well thank you so much take care yourself i'll speak to you soon and, we'll do. Uh, and uh, don't hesitate to subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Excellent. Take care of yourself. Thank you. All Take right, care. Bye bye.